Do not attempt to adjust your listening device. The following broadcast covers the strange, the unknown, and the truly bizarre. Listeners be warned. This is the Pop Culture Podcast. Hello. And welcome to the Pop Culture Podcast, where two or more are gathered in pop culture's name to discuss movies, television shows, games, and more. I'm the life model decoy of Joel Joplin, joined by my reluctant co-host, Daniel. Yes, I am here, and not just a puppet and him doing a voice. Today, we have our sound being run by the lifelike ace cybercop, Rex Dangerflex. Say hello, Rex. Boy, what up? Today's theme is science fiction. In a world where we gather around the fire of our former society to discuss movies while our corporate overlords crush our souls. Something along those lines. You realize you sounded very Tobuscus when doing that, like early Tobuscus. I'm okay with that. I liked, I liked that when I was in, in high school. I was a big, uh, I, still I don't like know to- if he has a term for fans. Tobuscaneers? Uh, Toe biscuits? Audience. That's uncreative try and get on that uh, Jake Paul level. Jake Paulers. No, no. But first, before we dive too deep into the world of the science fiction, uh, while I was at the zoo recently with my fiance, I witnessed a tramp stamp on a lady in front of us, and it was the symbol for the heartless. And it got me thinking, A, I'm not sure how many people in Oklahoma actually know about Kingdom Hearts. And as a full-grown woman with a husband and children, I was impressed, and she's been a fan for a while. She's not one of those Fortnite kids just hopping on the swag train because it's coming out. Like, she's probably been wanting it for 13 years like the rest of us. Yeah, and it's like heartless symbol. That's fairly obscure even within... Well, it's not the nobody symbol. It could have been more obscure. It's the nobody symbol. I'm just going to say it's pretty phallic. Oh, my God, it is. Yeah. It's It's just a penis. It's a... Or a Christian cross with a mustache. Neither one of those is ideal. I know. They really should have workshopped it. this got me thinking and churning because I'm a man of of heathenistic ink upon my skin. I've desecrated my body, and I love it. And I plan to get a couple more. Your body is a temple that has graffiti on it. Yeah, it's it's a temple in a bad part of town where a few too many parties have been held in the back room. That sounded like butt stuff. But you know what? That that was very Kevin Spacey. Oh, well, that would be a terrible tattoo to get. So the question is, Daniel... But he is a video game character, so it's still on topic. He is. What pop culture-related ink would you get upon your skin? I know you've talked about a Keyblade in passing. you got to get Spacey out of your head. I'm just thinking about that 30 Rock line with the Bill Cosby thing. Stay on topic. Okay, I'll I'll try. Yeah. Tattoos. We've talked about them. I did talk about getting the Oath Keeper on my right Which, forearm. Which, for those who are less familiar... That is uh, a Keyblade that in the first game holds a lot of significance. You usually get keep different is that the one that Sora or that Mickey has that's the one uh it's one that throughout every world you pretty much get a keyblade themed Mm -hmm. after that world once you beat it yeah uh it's the only one you get that's the exception of that because you go back to see Kyrie, your childhood friend and she's like hey you come back and here's this trinket you better bring it back to me because we're friends and you promise you'll come back and you get the keyblade that's oath keeper and for those of you that don't know, Kingdom Hearts is a franchise where Square Enix put their Final Fantasy characters into a Disney world and make you fight with a large key-shaped sword, but you hit them with the blunt end, not the pointy part. Uh, yeah, the origin behind that was pretty much uh, Mario 64 had come out, and they were like, dang it, we need a, something, but our characters aren't as famous as Mario. And then they're like, wait, Disney's as famous as Mario. And they happened to work in the same building, and it was literally like an elevator pitch. 
like they let two people happen to meet in an elevator and he just ran the pitch past them. And knowing how easy that plot is, I'm sure it was a great pitch. They were originally going to make it actually very simple, like a Disney plot, but then they are like, we don't want to turn off the Final Fantasy fans. <laughs> so let's make it convoluted and make them wait really long for a sequel. Any game in which Mark Hamill is lifelong enemies with Spock, that is a good game. I thought game. Count Dooku was in that as well. Or yes, he is. Count Dooku's in it, Mark Hamill's in it, and... I like how everyone Spock. else is their fictional characters except for Mark Hamill. And you're like, you know, Spock, you know, Count Dooku, Mark Hamill. It's not Luke Skywalker. Well, the other ones have weird names that are hard to pronounce. Anyway. Oh, oh my gosh, he's also the only one out of the three that's still alive. Yeah, which is weird because uh, I think... It, I can't confirm this as of this moment, but I'm pretty sure he had recorded his lines already. So whenever you fight evil Xehanort, who is Spock, it is his Spock voice. Spock It sounds eerily similar to him. Which... So where would you get this tattoo? Uh, uh, right forearm, sort of the side of the palm. Okay, yeah. so the in- interior forearm area. Yeah, that's I where I that. would. Because I use my left forearm for writing notes with a Sharpie. Yes, I've noticed that. A lot of people sometimes think you have tattoos. Yeah, which I'm not that cool. But Or another tattoo that I considered was just something green, so that way I'm immune to St. Patrick's Day. Mm. All those people who pinch you. That just I'm, get a, a small green like dot or yeah. four-leaf clover. I'm not immune to like alcohol. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> like, wow, there's a tattoo that just takes all the alcohol out of you. Well, that wouldn't be any fun at all. If it was the opposite, like you could press down a tattoo and just get alcohol. That's an entirely different topic of like what superpowers you want from a tattoo. Which but we anyway, will save for our next episode. Uh, if you were to replace one of your tattoos. Oh well, actually, I have some uh, some square some square footage. Not square feet. I'm not that big of a man. Some square inches, inch. Some real inch. estate. Thank you. Uh, that I'm actually looking to put ink. Uh, I was originally going to do a version of my unit patch from when I was uh, stationed in Fort Bliss, but I would do it in the vein of like a stormtrooper tattoo. And I, mm. I worked on it. I came up with a couple versions. I made uh, that would be scalable, and I printed out to the size, made sure the detail work wasn't too insane. But I already have some Star Wars tattoos, and I don't want any one franchise to outweigh the other ones because they all have a special place in my heart. So I almost feel like I need to... You could always go Tron Legacy. Yeah, I w- I've been looking. I've considered the weak spot from Shadow of the Colossus since it will be over one of my more difficult injuries. The only place that really hurts worse on regular is the tramp stamp area and a guy with a weird tramp stamp just screams poor life choices. And I want people to get to know me before they realize I've made those. Or you could go really daring and get a full back tattoo of a dragon. Uh, ben Affleck, I think, has one of those now. No, it's a phoenix. What? He has a full back tattoo? The dude's gone through some stuff. Have you watched Justice League? Uh, I have, which, it, all right, kind of off topic here, but I'm upset that Henry Cavill left. He's not Superman. out. He's just not in. It still upsets They're me. They're on a break. They didn't break up. He might come back. They're just seeing other people right now. They're figuring out who they are. I'm just gonna say, I like to Superman. I know He's it's great. unpopular opinion, but I'm speaking of Superman, I recently came into ownership of a picture of Henry Cavill with a mustache as Superman, thanks to Rex Dangerflex. So thank you, Rex, for our mustached poster. I I can't clap because my wrist is currently sprained, and by sprained I mean dislocated, which I could have had it treated, but I decided to record the podcast instead. Because of poop-related reasons. Well, there was a bit of a disturbance in the poop force, and then it caused Daniel to hurt his hand, Yeah, which then led to us coming to this podcast. Uh, The, you know, bullet points of that is sewage backed up, I tried to do something about it, I hurt my hand, and now I need to get a doctor to look at it. 
I will not give you any more context than that. I don't think any more is needed. I know at one point you talked about having a tattoo done like uh, the pilot in Titanfall 2's campaign. Yes. uh, Whose name escapes me. uh, Titan pilot Jack Cooper, voiced by Matt Mercer. Beautiful hair on that man. Yes, it's, it's unfortunate that his career is behind a microphone with no faces. He also got to motion capture Luke Skywalker in Battlefront Deuce. Yeah, which is why his face didn't quite line up, because yeah, their faces are not no, similar. they are very different. His voice was fine, but... In multiplayer, the face is great, too. Yeah, except for that concrete line. Yeah, it's called Duracrete in Star Wars. Look, all right, I'm going to, like, triple my virginity counter here, but it's hey. called Duracrete in-universe, and he called it concrete, and that's stupid. Look, if I caught that my first playthrough when I was, like, three in the morning, LucasArts should have caught that, too. So yeah. fix yourself. Not only that, but it was referenced in the Star Wars Battlefront Two book. Which was called is within, yeah, it's... It's the exact same, they have the exact same title. They're just, one's a book, one's a video game. It's not either here or there. Maybe I'll get a tattoo that says uh, Duracrete, not concrete, with Luke's face on it. I actually have considered getting the ghost from Destiny uh, done on my, like, left shoulder. Because it's usually hovering above one of your shoulders in-game, even. Or in your the palm of your hand as you tell it to go oh, open dude, a, a thing. Oh, you do Shadow Colossus uh, thing, but you have a tiny wander climbing your back. Oh my god, that's actually... I might actually get that. Wouldn't that be amazing? That's actually a really good idea. I'm gonna. I'm it, legitimately making a note right now. Look, clicky note. Dude, it's like just hit me. Anyway, another topic we wanted to hit was if you could give a show a Voyager. Yeah, that was the topic. Of because time. Uh, I, can I introduce it? Like introduce this. I was gonna give context. I I can do that. Okay. All right. Uh, essentially, Star Trek. By and large, it's pretty hit and miss when it comes to premise. Well, we were also, ha- we had it forced down our throats by our father yeah. when we were younger. It and was always face, on the TV. Let's face it, Star Trek is dorky. It is, there's yeah. a lot of, oh, this robot wants to pretend to be Sherlock Holmes for an episode. Or, this guy is beating women. But Doctor Who took its place as far as nerdiness. It bumped Star Trek up a notch. That That is weirdly true. So I imagine in the future there'll be like Big Bang Theory, getting uh. next generation... <sighs> And God. then we'll have a J.J. Abrams universe of Young Sheldon Who. reboot. But oh, Voyager man. broke that formula. Around the same time as Next Generation, they were like, hey, what if a ship got like sucked into a different part of the galaxy and then try and find their way back home? And that's the entire premise of them trying to avoid a whole bunch of stuff that's like, hey, we've never seen this before. But apparently, it's immune to everything. Yeah, because in the context of, of their artificial universe... Uh, the Federation is a group of aliens that all get along, uh, along yeah. with humans, and William Shatner is Captain Kirk. He goes around and he seduces alien women from different planets and double fist punches them. Mm-hmm. And then in The Next Generation, you get sort of the theater class of, like, this is what ethics are. You shall go forward, Data. Learn this thing. And they just yeah. sort of learn about cultures, which is very good and informative, but when you want to watch a sci-fi show, you don't really just want to watch sort of a Marriott Convention Center. Yeah, it's pretty much just a moral ethics class on video with a sci-fi backdrop. Which Patrick Stewart made it, you know, very pleasant to watch. Yeah, there were some good bits to it. But Whoopi Goldberg definitely balanced that up by making it super dated and cheesy. Whoopi Goldberg was God in that. Was she she God-God, or was she like a... She was a God. She was a Q, former Q. Oh, so she's a reformed Q? Pretty much. Like, she lost her... She gave up her powers. She gave up her Q... Q, I was going to try and infuse Q and virginity. It does not work. For Qity. Yeah, but... uh, Voyager really broke the mold with actually giving it... Instead of, like, 
what, how about we just go off into space and look for stuff? It was, it was it like, was, hey, what if we get out of here because we're about to die? It was lost in space, but it yeah. wasn't lost in space. It took you this long to realize? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I didn't but come here Star to Trek Discovery did that as well. They did a nice bit of like, hey, what if there was actually a point to um, going out and doing things? What if the effects were also amazing and what if the combat didn't suck? What if Saru was the best character ever? He is. He is the best character ever. Although he's too good for that show. You're about an episode and a half behind me, and the second season of Discovery is about to end. And let me tell you, Captain Pike. I want to hug the man. I know he's a fictional character, but good God, I just I want to hug him and tell him it's going to be all right. But back on topic. Essentially, it took a show that had kind of gotten a, a bit stale. Had a good world, but was poorly executed. Yeah, it, there really wasn't a point, and sort of said, "Hey, what if we did that? Like, imagine if Lord of the Rings was a show, but it was like." What if we explore Mordor now? What if we explore the I Shire? Think, I think Amazon's doing that. And then, like, then Lord of the Rings is like, hey, what if there was a freaking ring that was the incarnate of sin, and they had to throw it into the devil's butthole in order for it? I think that's in Thor Ragnarok. And we'll have tiny little people running around. and uh, They prefer to be called. Actually, I don't know if it's dwarf or midget. Uh, dwarf, because it doesn't make them sound like fancy creatures, according to them. That's the opposite of the truth. I know. Like uh, I would prefer to be called a hobbit, though. Brad Williams, who is a uh, dwarf stand-up comedian, got into a large argument with a bunch of... A large argument? That's a poor choice of words. Shame on you. Got into a heated argument with a group of dwarves who were like, Hey, <laughs> we don't want to be called midgets. That makes us sound cartoony. We should be called dwarves. Do you think that maybe they were upset because they thought all their gold was being protected by Benedict Cumberbatch? Uh, he has a whole bit about how he was able to steal a box of Lucky Charms because people were just gasping at the sight of him carrying a full box of Lucky Charms. Was it the family size pack? Oh, yeah. He was, like, holding it with both hands because he couldn't carry it otherwise. That's adorable. Yeah. He said it was amazing. And Dude, I bet he has the best Halloween costume options. Oh, dude. Dude, give him a unicycle and a cardboard box and he's claptrap. Dude. Uh, straight up on the show, Something's Burning, he walked in on one of those toddler-carrying things with the other guest carrying them. Where, that like, that what? is hilarious. Yeah, it, it was absolutely hysterical. But anyway, show you would give a Voyager. Like, something to re... I would go Doctor Who, because we kind of mentioned that the show yeah. is kind of... It's it's retreading a lot of stuff. It, it basically... It's, it's very similar to... It's worse than Supernatural in the fact that it knows what its audience wants, and it just sort of regurgitates the same jokes and lines, and like, look, we're quirky, ha ha ha, Tumblr this. Yeah, only they actually worked in coming back to life over and over into the plot. True. But uh, my pitch for this, uh, which we did kind of talk over back when we first tried to do a podcast, but it was awful because we did it on just an iPhone. Uh, Yeah. It would follow a different Time Lord who... In all his previous incarnations, he's on his last one, like his twelfth uh, incarnation, which is the last one they get mm. normally. Uh, they essentially all his previous ones were evil. They were all just like they were all tyrants. Maybe one of them was a Nazi. Like they were all just the worst. Wow, that's pretty dark. Continue. And uh, his last incarnation before he reincarnated, which I said was uh, who said James Spader was going to be his yeah, incarnation. I think so. And then, like in that one, he fell in love and he started to like turn away and he realized, holy crap. I've been, like, trying to go for power my entire life. I need to turn this around. I need to stop, like, because I only have this one life left, and I don't want my mark on history to be I'm the worst person who ever existed. I had all these powers, and I wasted it. So his last thing is, like, I need to go back in time with my last life I have, played by Nathan Fillion, Hmm. uh, and I'm going to stop all these previous incarnations. I'm going to, like, undo what they did. And so you get to, like, see uh, his origin, some of the things he doesn't remember, some of the things he does... Uh, you get to see 
his TARDIS could be something else. I think the originally it was going to shapeshift every time because it does, but then they realized, hey, that's really expensive. Let's just make it a phone booth or whatever. And I think it's called that. a talkie box over here. It was a police box, actually. Well, you know what? But, like, I would have it actually shapeshift now because I feel like if you had Discovery-level budget, which ideally it would, uh, you would do that. Also, BBC, just make a James Bond show. You're a British network, and somehow you haven't done that. I don't understand, but whatever. Uh, yeah, but that's what I do. It's like because you're taking the same universe that has a very rich lore, but you're giving a point for the ex- exploration. He's going to these places for a purpose, and every season it's like a different time period, so they're really able to explore it. It's not just like quick build a set and then we'll get rid of it later. It's like you actually get to experience it. You get to experience the high seas or the old west. Hmm. Yeah, what's your take on that? So I actually I I don't remember the casting that I had at the time because it's been a hot minute. But my idea was. So correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know much about the world. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that says that every Time Lord is British? Uh, they can sometimes be different types of British. Theoretically, a American Time Lord is possible. I mean, they can swap genders. Whatever. So why can't they swap accents? Right. I mean, I, I can do that, and uh, I'm not. It magic. is said that their brain like rewires itself. So if they spent enough time around Americans, it's possible that when it rewires itself after a regeneration. Kind of we talked about this. I don't remember how because you know the lore and I don't. I've watched up to Peter Capaldi and a bit into that, but then once Trees saved the world, I got out. I watched some Torchwood because I liked uh, Malcolm Merlin on Arrow, and my god, that show gets dark. Um, But yeah, so my idea was the pitch that it's, he's sort of, he wasn't originally a Time Lord. I don't remember Mm. how we came up with that, but he was an individual who found a Time Lord who was supposed to regenerate, was like in a ship, and it was like World War I or World War II. Mm -hmm. He's like, you know, what's this? He's sort of a con artist. He's not really where he's supposed to be. It's very Tom Cruise in Edge of Tomorrow slash Live, Die, Repeat, because that movie has like eight names. Yeah, but he's stupid. he's more of like a ridiculous con artist than he is a good man. And he ends up with all these abilities, and he basically just... I don't want to compare him to House from House, because he's actually... That's a British man doing a Hans Gruber American, Oh, please don't shoot me! Or the Benedict Cumberbatch, like, I'm not consistent with spells and witchcraft. I am an American doctor. Yeah, which we can all agree he should just stay Just British. say that he went to Cambridge for medical whatever. I don't know what Cambridge is, but it sounds like there would be British people learning. Or Oxford. or uh, Yeah, well, you know what? We got plenty of great schools here. Like Royal Roberts University, where you can get a whole person education at the cost of $80,000 a day. Uh, his uh, sponsorship does not reflect the opinion of everyone here. I mean, it is expensive. It's a private institution. Yeah. Also, they have a lot of geese that poop on sidewalks. But that's not included in the purchase. Yeah, I would, but it would be an American man who basically cons his way into doing it, and, and he basically, it, he's like everyone else who, when they get powers, like, okay, so I'm never paying rent again. I can go eat whatever I want because I don't have to worry about getting food oh. poisoning. I can go, but don't get doink my junk into whoever I want. I can just live life, and then he has sort of a moment where he doesn't help someone, and he realizes. There's some responsibility entailed in this, and that even though he doesn't have a duty to do that, that he probably should. That he should intervene and, and be part of that, and he can't just watch it go by. All right, I have two questions. And I have uh, three answers. First is for Rex Dangerflex. Do you remember that's a name? Uh, you, yes. You've seen a lot of Doctor Who in your time. Uh, yeah. Weird thought popped into my brain. If you got an STD as one regeneration and you regenerated, would it? Would you still have the STD, in your opinion? Wait, time lords uh, can get no, STDs? You wouldn't. Theoretically, I because thought they were like the doctor was shot and then regenerated to heal himself. 
That's true. Okay. So. But when you get shot, it doesn't come back every couple months. Hmm. Unlike the clap. Anyway. Yeah, but it's like you're a completely new being. Yeah, okay. all your cells die off and regenerate. Also, gotta realize apparently he can change sex now. Yeah, which. So. Great party trick. On. It's like, guys, give me a sec. I'm gonna freak you guys out. Hey. Oh, he's like fun a clownfish. Fact, it's 2019. We all have that superpower. The only thing I'm gonna comment on it, and then I'm gonna go back to working on some stuff here. Um is in the whole like universe of doctor who that i found the most appealing is that he could only like regenerate so many times yeah but then whenever he got to that point where it should have been his last one they just retconned it and they yeah. gave him a reason <laughs> to be able to do it again yeah i hated so, that that's really the moment where i was like oh was I, that like 13 or 11 it, like that? it was 12 is your maximum because okay, there are 12 right. sides to a clock so it made so sense in between. Oh, but okay. whenever they introduced that fact they like oh but there was a regeneration you didn't hear about so 11 is actually 12 and so that's his last one, though they never brought it up. And then they're like, nah, uh, time gave him an extra one. Like, they did not they explain it. They gave him an extra 12. They, like, pretty much <laughs> remade him from brand new. And so, I mean... We can keep the show going for 12 more seasons, and we just do this. Throw it to writer's room. We don't need it. Michael Caine says so. That's what this voice is. I'm in charge. I'm Dude, also the chimney sweep from Mary Poppins. I would totally watch it again if Michael Caine uh, yeah, played no, the Doctor. I'd be down. I mean, the Doctor's pretty good. I mean, it gave us some of the best, like, pop culture references in media. The, the Weeping Angels are freaking terrifying, yeah. and yeah, they are masterful. I, I, I will, I have seen stuff with Weeping yeah. Angels. And I it's, made, in, it's influenced, like, even, like, Steam games. Yeah, and stuff. I, VR can be horrifying because of the Whenever uh, Joel was coming back on leave from the military, I was like, hey, I want to show you Doctor Who. You can show me some Arrow. Like, you showed me five episodes of Arrow. I showed you one episode of Doctor Who because, dear mercy, getting to watch Doctor Who was, like, pulling teeth. Uh, but... I was like, I'm going to show you Blink, because that's the one that has the least British doctor in it, which I know that's the one you didn't like. Was it the one without eyebrows? Uh, no, it was David Tennant. Well, he's not his name. Matt Smith? No, David Tennant. Matt Smith is Angels. Uh, he, actually, it was originally David Tennant and Blink. Dude, I remember this deeply. Okay. You can yeah, look it up. So, yeah, or you can Google it. That's a BBC guarantee. Uh, in the UK, it's called Ogle. No. Okay, for a second there I was like, that cannot be real. Don't you do this to me. It's called a searchy bar. But uh, <laughs> Type in the thinky thing. My second question was, this rebellious doctor, as you sort mm-hmm. of described. He wouldn't be a doctor. He'd just be Mr. Who. Would he, he get be a able to regenerate? Like, would he get the pocket watch thing allowed to regenerate? Or would he just be a guy who stole a TARDIS? Uh, basically, through science fiction loopholery, he gets like maybe seven lives because the other person had gone through that many already. So he um, got the that, remainder. That could theoretically be possible. Yeah, you're right. Getting, Blink get, was the one wherever he was in, like, yeah. they weren't in the underground caves. They were, like, in just, like, normal, like, Britain, and they are on top of the building, right? Yeah. And they left so videos for each other or something? Yeah. Is that the one with the uh, people you forget immediately? Uh, no. The, like, the one where they had the video that, like, yeah, was replying to everything. Though, those people that you forget immediately, they're called the Silence, and they were another really, really cool thing that's on the Matt Smith era. There's really cool ideas for science fiction that they just kind of ignore. We need to... I know. Uh, Yeah, so what would your TARDIS look like for this guy? I'm thinking (sighs) Hot Rod. I was thinking that too, but when you get that in that, you can only get in it so many ways, so I think I'd go with like a classic Windstream, uh, stainless steel, riveted... They've already done like the sexy RV. I mean, we already have a car. There's the future. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. But if it if it turns into a house, you don't sit in your house the same way you sit in a car. Oh, okay. So it's just a transition walking into a room or whatever. 
So, so Star Citizen is a game that was made by a guy who worked a long time on something I believe was called like Squadron Commander. It was basically like a really cheap Star Wars uh, X-Wing fighter knockoff that still had Mark Hamill in it, oddly enough. Um, I think maybe it's called Fleet Commander. And um, the guy basically, he made like a really good flight simulator and it had FMV. And he kept playing flight games and recently I ran into the same problem that this guy did. I... I saw Starlink, which was a game that comes out, and you choose a pilot, you choose a ship, you can customize the ship, and they even have Star Fox involved. They have toys that they've now discontinued making because it was just not turning enough of a profit. Wait, and, seriously? They stopped making the toy? Yeah, it wasn't or? making enough profit, apparently. Yeah. yeah, shocker, the format that has failed multiple times over. Worked for Skylanders, didn't it? No. Disney Infinity? No. Okay, well, maybe it didn't it even work for the Lego ones, and you get Legos from that. Wait, it didn't work for Lego Dimensions? No. Lego Dimensions. Lego Dimensions had some really interesting stuff, but you're getting yeah. me off topic, and that's not the name of this podcast because, because took it. But we're fine. Anyway, uh, basically, he, I, I found myself in a situation where I couldn't find a game that would let me fly a ship in a way that felt good and comfortable, uh, but would then also let me get out. Because if you yeah. hop into a game like uh, Elite Dangerous, an enormous learning curve. Yeah. You should be legitimately certified to fly a spacecraft. Like, I could probably be yeah. in the Space Force yeah. at the, this point. Uh, Though, should we bring up No Man's Sky in terms of the fact that it's as close as we've gotten? No Man's Sky, with all of its updates, is as close as you can get. But I want a game that's a, a persistent world, or at least a, an interesting world, where I can fly a ship, I can get out, I can go take on a quest like it's Red Dead Redemption, but instead of getting on a horse and going to the next town and moseying on over, I hop in a spaceship and I hit like quantum speed and then I drop out and then I smuggle something. I want that feeling of being a pilot or a rogue in space. Yeah. What in Constellation? Okay, I'll give you a high five on your good hand. Yay! Um, it's nothing was was scratching my itch, boy. And so I wish I looked for about a week and a half of legitimately in my free time just looking for games that would fix that, and nothing was really coming up. It was a real bummer. And I found a game that I'd circled around a lot, but it's a PC exclusive called Star Citizen, and what this guy ran into, he didn't see any games were being made like he wanted, and what he wanted was very similar to what I want now, but he thought mm-hmm. of it first, and he's way smarter than me. Where you can get out, you can go, there's zero G, there's physics, so if you're piloting yourself through a hallway and there's trash because it's decompressed and it's floating, if your noggin hits it, it'll rotate and spin with the correct physics and go over else it has the lighting. Um, it got crowdfunded in 2012 and is still not released the like the full game because they were making the technology to do it and they did facial capture and the way it works is it's basically there's like a uh, like a racetrack Forza version of it that you can get. They have a competitive shooter in zero G and with G that's called Space Marine. Then they have a uh, persistent world, uh, basically light, where you can go around and fly ships and do missions on your own or with other people. Hmm. And that's called the like the persistent universe is called the PU, which is not the uh, greatest. And then they have the actual campaign game that they're working on, which has a pretty megastar cast. For what's the, like the names you know of that have like real actors that have been in video games? Kevin Spacey is clearly already on the board. Uh, and Johnson, shuffled to the side. Ashley Johnson, I do consider like yeah, because she's she's a TV actress. She as well. was in like Avengers, so I count. And that. The Last of Us. Yeah, uh, actors that have been in there. Uh, I know that one Game of Thrones guy was in a Call of Duty game. Uh, yep. Jon Snow was in all of, like, 30 seconds of that game. Yeah. Conor McGregor was in that, too. He's not an actor, but uh, he... It, Brian Deckard was in that, which I get... He was, like, a minor TV person. Yeah, but oh. he really had superstardom once he got there. Yeah, I'm trying to... 
There haven't been a whole lot. The guy uh, who played oh, Martian uh, Man Willem Hunter. Dafoe was in uh, Beyond Two oh, Souls. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, this game boasts, and this isn't even all of it. They have oh, a bunch dude, of Until Dawn. How did we forget that? Oh yeah, one? Until Dawn has Hayden Panettiere, Rami Malek, the dude who plays Ward on Agents of Shield. You should check that out. It gets better after the first season. It really does. Uh, but this one, this isn't even all of them. They have like legitimately like twenty names, and these are just the names that I thought were the most recognizable. They have Gary Oldman, who's yeah. been in a couple of Call of Duties as well. Yeah, as Victor he was Resnolf, in The Dark Knight as Commissioner Gordon, yeah. and in Air Force One, and so many other things. Yeah, Lost in Space, the movie as well. Uh, Mark Strong, who's currently in Shazam as Dr. Savannah. Yeah, he, was he was the bad guy in that first Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes, Holmes, yeah. Great actor. Mark Hamill, who he actually took the role because, A, the guy who made it was a guy who he'd worked on a video game with prior, and Mark Hamill's father was in the Navy, which is where he got his dark sense of humor, which he channels with the Joker, and he wanted to sort of bring a character to life that was like his father, which I think is really sweet. Yeah. And they just recently, within the last month or so, announced who the player character is, and uh, Squadron 42, and it's Henry Cavill, who, despite being made of granite and sex appeal, is a huge uh, PC gaming nerd. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It was like whenever he got the call to be Superman, he was like playing World yeah, of Warcraft. Yeah, he missed the call from Zack Snyder because he was playing uh, World of Warcraft and he didn't want to lose his progress. Yeah, which is so relatable. So <laughs> but yeah, I just think it, it's sort of wild because these people have worked so long to make a sci-fi game. They have commercials that are in-universe. I showed you a handful of them the other night where the luxury ships will be like, some say an orchestra is like this. Superlative analogies. It's like magic, but this can focus your energy into this. And it's all very so taken care of. And then there's the Ford F-150 So I was like, it's nice to know some ships can still be relied upon. Yeah. It's like the dum digga doom down. Yeah, it's like the stereotype, like, it's truck commercial, which as someone who lives kind of out in the boonies and sees truck commercials all the time because they're trying to pander to people. And whose mother speaks like a southern stereotype. Yeah, which our father speaks like an alien who doesn't know how English works, so we have that very strange vernacular of swapping between the two. Well, I reckon I don't understand why you articulate in such a way that seems so foreign, boy. You that must was... be changing your vernacular, son. Because your peers have already been working hard ahead of you. Dude, he used that so much, just like whenever... Because me and my twin brother yeah. were homeschooled for a long time, he would just do that. All I the think time. it's just wild. It, yeah. it hasn't come out, and it's rumored to be releasing in the next, in like the year 2020, the summer of 2020. Okay. And I, so this podcast will age itself if it has or hasn't. But I'm. It's one of the few games that's been caught up in what would be considered development hell, but actually stands a legitimate chance of coming out and doing dude, something. It'll be like that Technomancer review that you saw that was like. Uh, Technomancer was a game that. If you know about it, you know about it. But it is like not a, a good game. Yeah. It has a cool twist. There was a review for it that was like, it's okay, but you know whether it gets a sequel or not depends on the uh, how Mass Effect Andromeda releases. Hope it's good. Yeah, and then oh. I was like, how old is this review? Yeah, but I looked up because I was like, oh, you know what? I'll reference that really uh, old Mark Hamill movie that no one knows about that Dad talked about oh, the as like a joke. Summer that like, uh, Carolina yeah, or whatever. Corvette Summer. I was so, close. But I looked. As I was looking this up, his name in that movie yeah. was Kenneth W. Dantley Jr. Good God. Yeah. Did so, he beat himself up for playing someone with that name? I I love it. I love that name so much. And I kind of had to yeah, pause it was the podcast. Wing Commander 4 uh, from the Wing Commander franchise. I think he might have also been in Wing Commander 3, Heart of the Tiger. Good God, that's an amazing name. Well, yeah, I might have to go back and play this FMV video game. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so as a segue here, and uh, when you play the game Detroit Become Human, which is a game that could have been terrible and should have been terrible, but was not, 
Um, yeah, uh, they work a nice line in the fact that, like, no matter what, let's at least make it cheesy. Yeah, and I, the buddy cop dynamic between uh, Brian Deckhart and Clancy Brown's characters yeah. is by far the most enjoyable part of the game, without competition. It's, um, but when you open it up, the home screen has a lifelike woman staring you yeah. coldly in the eyes, peering through on the other edge of the uncanny valley. She actually looks photorealistic until she, like sometimes her mouth. Well, doesn't it's look like quite right. uh, how they changed it is the fact that her eyes are not locking in depth perception wise how they should. Mm. So it's like she's looking. So she's almost. She's on the. It's verge like she's of looking past you. Uh, but she it. has you do a quiz partway through. She's like, hey, we'd like to ask you a quiz here at Cyberlife, the fictional company that made her robot. Yeah. Um, and she's sort of like an Alexa. And if sorry, if you have an Amazon device near you, because I just said her name. Yeah. But That's... she, she yeah, it's like I said, okay, Google, hey, Siri, why don't you Amazon my Duolingo? That sounded dirty. I don't know how, but that sounded dirty. Holy, Holy sweet God. Jesus. You're still learning, you Skynet, hockey puck. Anyway. Jeez. Can I just talk to you? Yeah. Yes. It just oh, gets... nice. I, I'm used to female voices because my yeah, it just... Apple assistant, whose name I'm scared to say right now because she might listen, uh, she's Irish, so I'm weird, not used to hearing like a very calm and collected yeah. male voice. Hey, what was the... like well, sort of female and male are just like just well, transgender. It's like, a, it's like a Time Lord. It can swap back and forth. Yeah, so if you unplug it and plug it back in, it swaps genders. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it doesn't have eyebrows. But it's always it's... British. Yeah, unfortunately. Like, so I asked him a question yesterday, and it was a male, and I asked it, and it was a female. It knows your preferences. Wow. That's... Yeah. Because, as I said... I wouldn't... Pay... I'm still learning. I wouldn't put it past Google to, like, do that. Cause straight up, I was, like, talking about a show with Joel, and then I look up on my Pinterest, and it has a whole bunch of pictures of that show. I did not look up a single thing... Prior to oh that. no, that happens to me all the time. They're like, Zola, think now that you're engaged. Ha ha ha. I'm like, yeah, and I get it. But I, I've cleared my cookies, I've cleared my browser history, yeah. everything, and it's still, it's like, oh hi. <laughs> I want to get a divorce just so I'll stop getting the ads. I'm not even dude, married yet. Dude, it's like super creepy. Anyway, the Chloe robot that looks at you, she asks you to take a test, and one of the questions on there is, would you ever consider having a relationship with an android? And now, in within the context of this, this isn't C3PO. Yeah. This is, f f by and large, they are as human as you can get. They just yeah. have like the little Amazon, like uh, like the ring that's around some of the, the Amazon Echoes. They have a blue ring on their. That's about the size right of like a temple. dime. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's to let you know like this is this is uh, not a human. Yeah. And sometimes their right arm will kind of glow a little bit, but. Well, yeah, they have like symbols or markings, but. Yeah, but by and large, it's. I mean, they're more human than most of the people I work with or go to school with. So. Uh, tends to be how they're designed is that they're how it's seen because you see multiple of them get destroyed and fractured mm -hmm, yeah their skeletons are like a weird sort of hard plastic yeah they're made of plastic so they're super uh, but their skin is like a weird sort of silicone skin type thing and in the context yeah, and, of it it looks real yeah and if you see their organs they're like glowing blue but they are like they have a beating heart it's we're not synthetic. we're not talking Westworld where it's basically a one-for-one -one recreation like they're they have blue blood so they're not trying to blur the line completely they just they want you to. Yeah. They want you to get in the pool, but you've got the life preserver on. Yeah. It's not like uh, there are bolts that could come loose or something. That would be horrific. But there's like no everything is just like clicked into place so, like a phone. Imagine you're in the setting of a dystopian future. Your overlords actually. No, it's it's kind of a it's the economy is in great Detroit become human, but it's not it's, it's not, not cyberpunk Blade Runner depression. No, it's actually pretty similar. You're in a world that's mildly different from this one. 
and looks a little bit cleaner some of the time. Would you, uh, first, would you have one of those? Like as a, and what role would they fill if you got one? It would be like a house cleaner, a personal assistant, a personal trainer. If I got one, it would pretty much be like the miscellaneous, uh, like, person. Like they'd clean up for me if I was like, hey, remind me to do this later. Or if I was like, hey, uh, I have to do accounting homework. Please help. But imagine if, and I'll use this because only mine will respond, and I'm going to put it underneath the desk and hope it doesn't respond. What if you're like, hey Siri, remind me in 30 minutes to go change out the laundry. And this beautiful woman looks back at you with supple eyes, and it's just, okay, Daniel. Uh, Would that be weird, or would it be good? It would be weird, because I would just tell her to do the laundry. Wow, that's really sexist of you. You really don't think robot uh, women deserve the right to vote? I would have a male, because that way if I have any what, sort of race... What race? I don't know, probably white. I don't know. That's racist. You if wouldn't I... give the job to a black android? That was a lose-lose. I had that rigged from the start. You just got bennied. Holy crap. That's... I was all on the spot, too. I was pretty impressed I with how quickly like I I felt like the guy you. in like an Old West thing, and he just like gets shot, and you didn't even see the guy draw the gun. You know, he just... Look, pans down and there's like the stomach's bleeding. You never stood a chance. But would you? Uh, yeah, I would get an android, but I don't know if I would. I definitely wouldn't consider a, a relationship with it. Though there is this whole thing where it's like they start essentially ha- being people and like I have an opinion on this. If my android was suddenly like, hey, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to like join a revolution or whatever. No opinion. I'd be like, could you do the dishes first and then leave? Yeah, like, you can tidy house up, be back by nine. At that point, I'd pretty much be like a roommate where it's like, okay, but, you know, you, but, I mean, it's your turn you, to do this. Would you feel like, because, I mean, it sounds weird to discuss this, because I think, not too subtly, it's suppo- in the game, it's supposed to sort of mirror, at, in times, like, racism and owning a person. Yeah, the androids sit in the back of the bus. Yeah, it's, it's very heavy-handed at, at times. But would you feel sort of like, hey, you know, this is mine, why should I... I, I get the thing, so I think... I don't know. I feel like they, they're pretty expensive is the thing. Like, they're shown as being fairly costly. Yes, but if you remember, and since we replayed this recently, where of the three campaigns, you, me, and our third brother, Sam, all took turns being the person we couldn't see what the other person's story yeah, was. There are three campaigns. Each so of us play a different campaign. I was the detective hunting down Sam and Dan. Uh, yeah. Sam was the leader of a, re- a revolution. He got to decide if it was violent or peaceful. Yeah. And, and I... Daniel was running away with a little girl. Yeah. That character really did not have a whole lot to contribute. Yeah, to that's the like the story. big complaint that a lot of people have with game, and I personally have game. It's the fact that the girl in the cover she does nothing for the plot. I think they they had the story worked out, but like it was all based on the game demo for Unreal Engine that had yeah. that actress, and so like well, we still got to put her in there. Yeah. She should have just had like her own DLC story that was just her, and the other one is just back and forth between yeah. Connor and Marcus, yeah. Carcass for short. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't think I'd have. I'd, I'd would you like up. have her? Would you have him? We'll say that his name was uh, Bob. Hi, Daniel. Yeah, that is something that uh, one of the characters when he first in the first mission is like, "Hi, Daniel." Because the robot's Daniel. So. Yeah. So thanks for kidnapping a little girl and trying to murder her. Context. And that's what the android did. Anyway, uh, would yeah. you you would own one? You'd have it as an assistant. Would you be? A, would you have it reset if it started getting a little snippy? If you're like, "Hey, can you do the dishes? Why don't you do the dishes yourself? You big lazy butt." At that point, it would be kind of like the abusive boyfriend where you're like, okay, I'm a little nervous. I'm going to go for a walk and never come back. You would abandon a house? Yeah, I would go out. I'd be like, I'm going to go get some some future cigarettes. I would come back with the police and be like, (laughs) hey, this thing just, my 
my Amazon just told me to go screw myself. So maybe pick it up. Yeah, I feel like in real life it would be a lot. There would be a, a a big crossing between the animatronics at uh like the Pirates of the Caribbean ride level android and then the ones that you look like you could marry. Can you imagine being a GameStop employee and being like having a whole bunch of recalls in the back and you're just like, I didn't ask for this. This It's like, all right, we need this... to go sweep up the back area where all the recalled robots are. Yeah, they're fine. They're, they should be in standby mode. Does that yeah, always work? I, I mean, imagine you being a GameStop employee like after the next year or two. Yeah, that, that'll be an extinct race. Yeah, the GameStoppers. You just go over there, like, okay, I need you to just get something from the back. That's what GameStop becomes. Like, hey, let me out of there. All their old GameStop warehouses, they just fill those with the androids. Because GameStop won't be here in, like, six months. If GameStop still exists and it's the year 2021 or later, congratulations. You how survived on, the Ice Age. How on earth did GameStop outlive, or how did Best Buy outlive GameStop? Toys R Us? Oh, Toys R Us. Yeah, no, well, everything's online now, so you don't need to go to a third-party yeah. purchase. Anyway, I think we need to. I can be in my underwear. And I think we things. should probably call it here. Well, first of all, I'm going to say that one of the more interesting aspects of like robots in, in science fiction is mm-hmm. uh, the idea of the oh my gosh, I just lost it. The robots that are hunting down the X Men, Sentinels. Thank you. I was like, it's not Sentries. Sentinels, yeah. So I like the Sentinels. They do it pretty well in the in Days of Future Past, which is arguably the best X Men movie outside of Logan. Um, and they're both very different, so I don't think they're comparable uh, as far as that. But yeah. The way they handled it is really interesting, but they also missed something very, like, I think crucial to it. And it might have been touched on a little bit in another aspect that Fox has been doing. But if you want to know that, you got to tune in for the next Pop Culture Podcast, where our theme will be... (laughs) Comic book characters. Because we've never talked about those before. Vamoose, you little varmint.